Welcome to Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars. I, of course, am your gracious host, Richie Mars, and I'm back with a returning guest. You might have heard him on the Rey Mysterio 2006 episode and the Nexus episode, but now he is here. It is DFD. It is Don't Follow David himself. <laughs> I like that. Welcome I back, like my that. man. It's not bad. Uh, you know what? I, I might change it up today. I might, uh, I might, you know, finally let the cat out of the bag. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You're coming out party. We'll see. I, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Let, 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 me, let me just tell you, it's it's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why I prevented myself to this day. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, though. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've actually together came up with this topic because it hit a hit me like a eureka moment it hit you like a eureka moment it really did yeah yeah i think it's a fun thing to talk about here yeah yeah we, we go to the same gym i enter the locker room and i say you know what's a great idea for a topic and you're like that's just so funny i had a topic in mind and we both <laughs> said christian cage and our minds just kind of blew i'm just like yep. all right that's what we're talking about for some reason it's a time and place type of thing in this and as, as we were saying uh off mic you know we're giving him his just desserts, really, to uh, everything that he deserves that I feel like, we feel like, he really hasn't uh, really, you know, had that, uh, you know, that moment, you know, that thank you moments or that. He never you know, really got his flowers. Right. Exa- exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, very it, underrated superstar, even in history, not even, not even WWE, just wrestling, yeah. you know, in general, is, is a, a multi-time champion. Mm-hmm. But the way, obviously, as we said off mic as well, uh, the ways he won were very uh, different, you know? Yeah, Christian, we're talking about Christian from the famous tag team, Edge and Christian, his time in WWE, Impact, and now AEW. We really feel like he, at least for our era, the, I guess they call it the Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, yeah. Was one of the most underappreciated stars of his time and i think arguably he influenced a style that is used to this day and i feel like his style is like Shawn michaels in a way that it's timeless like his timing his performances i can honestly say after 2005 i don't remember a bad christian match yeah yeah i i mean literally yeah i mean you could definitely you can definitely argue that tag team you know made a van stip- whatever stipulation match you know this man you know win or lose he brought it in there like if you really want to like look back at the tape like he had that charisma so like he had that reaction that whether you liked it or not you were gonna show it you were gonna showcase that he had the in-ring ability which you know to match that he had the mic work you know whether he was a heel or a face that you know he lit up the room so what more did you need in a superstar and he was really the first of his kind because we've seen people in WWE and WCW. They would go back and forth yeah. towards each other's promotion. But Christian, he was the first one who he set left. The stage, right. He left WWE, went to Impact to raise a stock to, to a certain point, go back to WWE, and arguably be more successful than he was in his first run. One can argue... Yes and no, I feel like. Yes, I he definitely made himself into a main event superstar, in my opinion. I mean, he already had the the characteristics of the guy from beforehand. Impact, TNA, really helped. Uh, it put it on a stage, on, on a better platform. It gave him the ball and kind of, you know, was like, okay, what are we going to do with that here? And he really did a lot with it. He did everything he could. Now, we were still kind of new fans at this point. Did yeah. you think Christian was the guy before he left WWE? <laughs> or did that kind of dawn on you after his performances in Impact against Jeff Jarrett, against Kurt Angle, against Sting? I'm not going to sit here and say I was the biggest Christian fan prior to his departure in WWE. I didn't, you know, hate him or like him or anything. I thought he was a good wrestler, a good superstar whatever you want to call him but i didn't see him as a as a main event guy at all i saw him as a pretty decent mid carter but like world title pic- picture no like no nah, no uh him going to tna 
whether it be the 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 talent, the different talent that was around him, the different style as well. I think had a lot to contribute to that. They gave him a a platform to really just do what he was destined to do, and that was to be a main event wrestler. I think what TNA best did, especially early on, was kind of like shine the bright light on him, and uh, kind of like opened in my eyes included everyone's eyes as to like what type of guy he is and could be you know going forward now when you say shine the light on him yeah that that can mean a lot of things shine the light in that he was given the proper amount of time in his segments the proper amount of time to carry different feuds he was in the main mix right away yeah. And some feel it was detrimental to other homegrown TNA stars like Monty Brown. Yeah. And uh, he was in there with Jeff Jarrett. He was in there with Sting. He mm-hmm. was in there with Abyss. Right. He was in there with, uh, later when he turned heel, with Rhino, with AJ Styles. Of course, yes. When you say shine a light, do you mean, like, like I'm not going to put words in your mouth, obviously. Sure. Like, what exactly did you mean by that? So they're giving him n- not the, the time, really. Mm. Just plain and simple as the time. I feel like be in WWE and all the years prior, you know, being in the same company for so long and and the history that he's had, he, his ceiling was limited from, you know, the powers that may be, you know. Sometimes you always say in sports, you know, you need a change of environment to really thrive. And I this is this is a uh, you know it's not the same sport but it's it's sports entertainment and uh it's the same thing it's you, you sometimes you got to need to take away a wrestler from where he is from where he's comfortable to really see his full potential and they gave him the full light to kind of just or I should, I should say the full time to kind of just do what he could do and we saw it and the reason why we call Christian kind of like a pioneer of these other guys who would leave WWE and then yeah, go somewhere else and then come back even bigger. Look at Drew McIntyre. Look at Cody Rhodes. All yeah. of them seemingly had a ceiling in WWE. Yeah. When Drew McIntyre left, he was 3MB. When <laughs> Cody Rhodes left, he was Stardust. Wow. And they had to rebuild their name. They did go to TNA, but they also carried names on the Indies. Which In Cody's case, New Japan. He might have started another company. but <laughs> Maybe. But Christian was really that first guy where we would see a different style with him carrying himself like a main event star. Like he knew that he had this ability. Now it was everybody else to see that he can handle. Right being in like a high pressured situation because in WWE he was mostly the sidekick. He was Edge's the, sidekick. The, or the butt of the joke. He was to an extent. Chris Jericho's sidekick. Yeah. And I, I always I don't like this term, the the Marty Janetti. Because it mm. is a tough term. Not only a tough term, it's something it's that people say to I, I feel like us as fans have been trained to accept that there's always going to be a Shawn Michaels and there's always going to be a Marty Jannetty of a team. Yeah. And that puts the ceiling on the other guy, whether you mean for it to, or not. You could say it's like, oh, WWE obviously sees them as the Jannetty, you know, but look at the people that we thought were the Shawn Michaels to the Marty Jannetty. Like, we were wrong. <laughs> John Morrison and The Miz. Perfect, perfect example. You know? Right. And who who knew like Miz would be as big as he is, and who knew John Morrison <laughs> <The Miz> knew. <laughs> would not go past the certain level? Yeah, his ceiling was, you know, unfortunately, his ceiling was never rose, or his ceiling was never uh, taken seriously, and that can be either you know his own mm-hmm. problem. Again, it could be the powers that may be combination of both, whatever it, it may be. But um, no, you, you make a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just never know who is going to be who in that situation. And in Christian's case, being tied with someone as legendary as Edge, yeah, you know, his legendary career, if Christian wasn't a team with Edge and you look at his accomplishments, Christian's accomplishments, it's an amazing career. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But because you're always comparing, not you specifically, just people in general, you're comparing two different careers. It's almost like, hey, we're going to compare Christian to, I don't know, give me like some. Well, well, you know what it is, though, is in my opinion, I think it's it's almost natural that we're going to we as people always or we as fans always. Uh, com- do that comparison, right? Like we gravitate towards like one or one, the other, because yeah. you always want to see in a team, like you, you know, tag team wrestling in in general has changed obviously over the decades. You know, back in the day, you had two teams. You know, someone like the Road Warriors, who without each other, they were kind of they weren't as strong as a team together. Together, they were one of the most unstoppable tag teams out there. Mm-hmm. But you separate them, it's like for sure respectable. They can hold their own, but to what to what extent you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's that's not it's some fault of their own again it could be it's the fault of uh you know the brass but they they do they're doing whatever they can do you know i call it the bret hart Shawn michaels effect okay where mm-hmm. you saw this staircase kind of pattern yeah of how they accomplished their rise to stardom and a lot of stars after that would accomplish that and when we saw edge like capture that yeah like and we knew it's like okay there's gonna be big things for edge like you won money in the bank money in the bank Mm -hmm. this guy's gonna be the next world champion and we didn't even know money in the bank would be as huge as it is (laughs) what a great crazy concept and we were kind of waiting for that for christian yeah like, like when was that moment when was that like big domino gonna fall for him and it never really fell he he happened yeah. to be the one to actually fall quote unquote yeah. you know and it was being uh a pardon the term here but it's like being uh blue balled yeah you know and we're waiting for it's again it's like shaking the soda cans shaking the soda can and you're waiting uh, it's like all right pull the let's let the fizz go crazy and it just never happened it's like all right we're just gonna put this back in the fridge yeah. You know, we're not going to we're just going to keep that on ice for a little bit. And that's unfortunately what they did with Christian at the end of his run, because he was getting as a bad guy, he was getting some of the loudest cheers. He even said after having a match with Batista, who was world heavyweight champion at the time, and Batista is very complimentary. Batista's just one of the most all around nice dudes. Absolutely. And he's a. am so happy for his success and stuff in Hollywood. Great movies. Great yeah. movies. And Christian said after that, for the next three weeks, his merch sales, his T-shirt sales, were on the same par as John Cena, who was who they were grooming as the guy right, exactly. at that point. And Rey Mysterio, who, to kids, is oh, a legitimate superhero. Yeah. And for Christian to be on like kind of the same level as that in merch sales, sure. shows you a like lot in right my there, mind, right? I'm just kind of like, all right, let's go with this guy, you know. It's but unfortunately, I feel like. At this time, this is when The Rock kind of left. Yeah. Yeah, right after. And I feel like at this point, they wanted to make WWE the brand. They didn't want a singular star to outshine the brand, so to speak. I see what you're saying. And they had the perfect guy in John Cena to lead that. Hey, John Cena is WWE. Right. And if you, they want to control the popularity of some people because the more popular you get the more of a pull you might have of course, yeah. and more of a snag in negotiations possibly again i don't know i don't work there <laughs> but that just kind of makes sense in my own i mean mind, you know? you're not you're not wrong i mean it's just more common sense i feel like if anything mm-hmm. christian was is like you said a uh, a pioneer mm-hmm. and that's that's a term that's thrown around from time to time you know sometimes deser- deservably so it's like kind of what you touched on earlier. You saw Christian go, and then you saw someone a little bit later come in, someone like mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. now another legend, and he really, both guys left their mark in TNA and really rose the stock of TNA and really made it to what it is uh, today, or at least back then. Yeah, and it, it, I'm so happy that in TNA, Christian was appreciated for, I'm, I don't throw this word around, legend. Yeah. that he is because here's a guy who pioneered the TLC match. Here's hmm. a guy who a lot of people despite forget. getting 
the shaft sometimes in whatever you want to say storyline segments he would make the most out of everything he was in this if it he was just like a background character you know when he had the long hair he was doing like the fits and he was just like throwing tantrums being a brat of course and he would make it his own and he would embrace that character when a lot of people would just be like oh i'm not doing that that's gonna make me look stupid christian's right. like great what, what am i gonna do like he takes the ball and just runs yeah, with it and it's just like christian is what i want in a superstar i wish we could have like 10 more like him <laughs> you know why is it's it's the look you know it's the guy who's not six five 300 pounds whatever right, you know but even so as like I think if Christian was in today's day and age, or even like a few years ago, he would be thriving. You know, like if this, if this was his prime right now, oh, I think he's thriving. Like you don't you don't need the big man look now. Do they want it for sure? Is it recommended? Yes. Mm-hmm. But as we saw, sometimes your actual hard work outshines everything else and pushes. The ball into your corner regardless. Right. You know? So, and I think Christian would have been no different than anybody else, as we saw with Daniel Bryan, Kofi, yeah. you know, et cetera, and, and et cetera. And I'm going to get to Kofi Kingston sure. like right now because Kofi Kingston, for his first one-on-one WWE championship uh, match, yeah, it took him 11 years to get that moment. He never had a one-on-one WWE championship before that. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very rare when somebody gets their first WWE championship when being in the company for a decade plus. Yeah. So if Christian doesn't leave, does he become champion? Uh, that's if you want my honest answer, I say no. And I know the I know the landscape of WWE, you know, was changing in the years after that, little by little, but I mean even so you if you look at the, the the years upcoming after that, you know you had Cena really dominating that whole era, you know regardless of what brand he was on, he was the guy. So I don't think that they would would have been able to really build him up correctly. You know I think they were more focused on guys like the Undertaker, Mark Henry, Batista, you know big names like that and big bodied boys like that. Um, that they just really you know wanted to give the the time to what. Christian did was he had perfect timing with the whole situation. You got TNA, brand new, fresh company, like only a couple years in the running. Just starting on Spike TV. That's right. Great network. You know what I mean? And you had exposure. You already had some some names from the prior, you know, legends. You know, even if you had uh, uh, once in a while appearances from other legends, whatever, you know, and you had young wrestlers, hungry wrestlers, and you had a guy like Christian who was a hungry guy himself. You put that all together with the the veteran, and he himself is a veteran. So, like, th- it's almost like it was bound to work. When competition isn't a main focus, the writing may become a little lackluster. And this was an idea proposed to Christian. I'm not sure if you remember this, but The Rock, he was in Hollywood rock mode, and Christian was kind of being his number one fanboy, and he would, like... <laughs> And that's why he calls his fans the peeps, because it was the take on the people. Right. So that's how the whole peep thing came out. Hmm. Apparently, it was pitched to Vince on an airplane where people were drinking. Oh, boy. That yeah. Christian should shave his head like The Rock. Oh, oh, boy. And he would switch his name to The Lock. You oh. want to know Why? Why? Because it's a lock that he's going to win a match. Oh, no. Oh, no. How much drinking was there? Oh, no. Apparently, there was a lot of wine. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. What the? Oh, okay. That's enough so, wine for that. So, once they landed and uh, they asked uh, uh, Vince about it, he was like, well, why, why would we do that? Uh, yeah, 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 of course. So, yeah, why would we do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, it, it just look at that. <laughs> just seems they wanted to pigeonhole Christian in this comedy role, and when he proved, honestly, I think he proved himself to be a viable character in a storyline with the Christian Chris Jericho Tristratus storyline. 
I think he really shined in that storyline as well. I think being how great he was in that storyline and the the ending outcome, you know, you saw we saw we all saw the WrestleMania moment with Christian and, and Trish. Yeah, Tr- Trish uh, was originally Jericho's boo. Jericho mm-hmm. betrayed her. Yep. Christian was trying to drive that wedge apart. You know, it's like I'm I'm still your best friend, but I kind of want the girl at the same time. And it was kind of leading towards somewhere where Trish was forgiving Jericho, but then they did the swerve. Last second. And Trish turned on Jericho, and then Christian and Trish became Trishjin. And <laughs> Trish re- re- wreaked havoc on WWE for, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think that that moment honestly really helped improve his stock as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like beating someone like, like Chris Jericho in WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and you have that moment too, like... And then came the jumpsuits, and then came Captain Charisma, and then came the music change, which is probably one of the best themes oh my God. ever. Waterproof blondes, just close your eyes. So underrated. So amazing to this day. Just yeah. can't get enough of it. But I will say this about Christian. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, the, the jumpsuits and everything that he did afterwards. And, and kind of to your point of what he was saying, of uh, what you were saying about being the butt of the joke, you know, with Vince and this and that. Like, this man had, on Monday Night Raw had, uh, was in a full on, like, suit of a mass suit. And he, he was, remember the cape and everything like that? He had a whole, like, he came out with Tom Go. Oh, when he was Captain Charisma. That's, that's literally what it was. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So, so oh. th- this was. So Jer- so the storyline was Chris Jericho was, was running Raw, and Christian could get an Intercontinental Championship match against Sheldon Benjamin, mm. but he had to wear a certain attire. So Christian <laughs> had to wear long tights with yellow trunk speedos over them. Oh my God! Yellow and red, a, I think it was. And a and like he had two C's on his suit, and then he had like, a mask. And it looked like horns, but they were actually C's. Oh, was it? Yeah, they were C's on the side, so it looked like antlers. Oh, God. So he he looked like Fire Ant from uh, Chikara. Uh, A few people are going to get that reference, but just Google Fire Ant Chikara. It's hilarious. And Christian is not Christian. He's Captain Charisma. Yep. And he made it work. And listen, I don't know how he could be feeling underneath the mask. But like you said, this dude made it work 110%, like throwing a tantrum, you know, still healing it up and, and still getting those reactions. He was getting laughed at. He was still getting booed at. Like, I mean, come on. This guy this guy was like a walking Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and no one knew it. It's like that saying, you don't know what you have till it's gone. Right. And when Christian left, there was a bit of a void. Remember when I said during the Rey Mysterio episode that SmackDown took a tremendous hit after yeah. Chris Christian mm-hmm. left. I remember, yeah, with, with certain stars and like Ed, Eddie passed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Batista got injured. Long time. Uh, yeah. Kurt Angle moved and then he left, and then and then you had you know JBL who just dropped JBL off. JBL you know? retired, right? So for you, a little bit. So it was it was not the yeah. best time as far as. Uh, Getting new characters, getting new stars into yeah. If you were a SmackDown fan, you uh, <laughs> you you suffered. Yep. No, I I remember. I remember. And it just seemed like uh, when Christian came to TNA, he was treated with uh, gravitas. Of he was able to lead his own faction, the Christian Coalition, with Tomko, AJ gave AJ Styles some personality. Hell yeah! Yep. More uh, personality. He had a, a great feud with Samoa Joe. He had a lot with Kurt Angle as well. I'm going to ask you, because we, we make fun of uh, TNA, you know, the past, when they have, like, ridiculous ideas. Oh, my God. Yeah, those gimmick matches. So they said Christian was undefeated. But he he would lose matches, but he would he's never been pinned or submitted. But they will claim Christian's undefeated, even though he loses matches. Right. Like, say, a triple threat match, Christian doesn't get pinned. He's still undefeated. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, that was a little bit silly to me, but for the most part, Christian was unscathed by the quote-unquote LOL TNA. Yes, I I see what you're saying. I I think that's just because he was immune to it, to be honest with you. 
like he just had so much going for him. Like anything he he touched kind of turned into gold. I just remembered a weird match that Christian was in at TNA. Do you remember the Doomsday Chamber of Blood match? Wow. Oh, I haven't heard that that sentence in so long. Yeah. <laughs> the Doomsday Chamber of Blood match, which is a mouthful. It's a yes, it six-man tag team cage match. And it was Christian, AJ, and I think Tomko against, this is, this is a wacky team, Sting, Abyss, and the Punisher, Andrew Martin, a.k.a. Tess. Right. And how you win the match, it's no ordinary cage match. I believe there was barbed wire on top of the... I I do... This is coming back to me now, but oh my goodness. The way to win the match is you only win by pinfall or submission, but the person you're pinning or submitting has to be bleeding. Which is very... Hmm. I'm not going to say his name... Russo. Yeah. Yep. I knew it. I was it, thinking that exact same thing before. It was actually. a very convoluted way to win a match. Oh, God. That's yeah, literally Russo's and ballpark. The best part is, if I'm remembering this match correctly, because Abyss pinned AJ with a black hole slam, but AJ, he was not bleeding. <laughs> of course not. Like, they, they try to cover it. It's like, oh, he was bleeding on his arm or something like that, and that counted. And I'm just like, oh, boy. But, yeah, Christian, uh, that was probably the goofiest thing Christian was involved in. But he wasn't even directly involved in it. Right. I mean, as you said, just just by the the sentence structure as it is, it, it's a mouthful. Um, I mean, you, you can kind of just chalk that one up, too. You already answered it, Vince. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more I can really say about that. I mean, that's, yeah, we're going to just ignore that fact. Doomsday chamber of blood, and there was no blood. There was <laughs> yeah. no chamber. There or was doom. no doomsday. It was uh, well. Thanks for showing up. You <laughs> it's know, a lot of false thanks. advertising. Absolutely, but um, speaking of, I, but you know what's funny? You you talk about doomsday and blood and gore, and then you have Christian who leaves TNA to go back to not Raw, not SmackDown, but ECW. Mm. Not just ECW, WWE CW. Yes. This is WWE's uh, version. Yeah. So the, the the difference between the original ECW and WWE ECW is it was just ECW in name only. If it was named any other thing besides ECW, it would have been a fine show. Yeah, but, they, kind of, they kind of destroyed the memory a little bit. But it was heavily rumored and speculated for a while that Christian was going to WWE. And I remember you and I were really excited because this is the first time somebody from Impact is coming back to WWE. Again, kind of setting you know, the stage for future superstars to, to do. And at this time, Jeff Hardy became WWE champion. Yeah. And there was a heavy rumor that Christian was going to attack yeah. attack Jeff because he was feuding with Edge, his old tag team partner, and then we're going to get Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian I one remember last this, time. This was a fun time. And it just seemed so perfect. And the legend goes that since this plan leaked a little bit early. Yeah, everyone knew it. That they made the switch. Last second. Yeah. They made a kill switch. Ooh. And... They put Christian on the ECW brand. The C brand. And they had Matt Hardy turn on Jeff Hardy at the Royal Rumble. Yep. Cost him the title. Yeah. Very but interesting. Christian being an ECW, it's not the ideal situation. You have the commentary team who aren't very excited. Oh, my God. It's uh, it's Christian. To say the least. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Like One of the commentators, Todd, Todd Grisham. It's, it's Christian. Like... Just like that, the mel- the just the monotone voice, and then and then the the line to to follow immediately right after. I mean, it, yep. it was just like such a go ahead a layoff, such an instant classic. This <laughs> this moment, oh my goodness, I I couldn't, you know, I, yeah. Now, I mean, yeah. Now again, we rag on ECW WWE's <sighs> version of ECW. <laughs> yeah. But Christian being added to that brand really did help it. 
he pretty much put the brand on his shoulders, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, you had guys like Finley, uh, Jack Swagger, who was not even, like, what was a Jack Swagger back then? He came from, what, that superstar initiative or whatever they were calling it, that they were debuting, you know, a new superstar. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. How Sheamus debuted, how oh. Yoshitatsu, Kofi Kingston. Ricky Ortiz. Uh, oh, God, wow. I forgot about that Gavin one. Spears. Oh. Sean Spears. Yeah, right. Well, he's, do- he's doing well. Christian coming back to ECW. Besides you thinking, wow, this is not the brand he should be on, what were your initial thoughts on Christian coming back to WWE? I believe you were watching as well. You actually called me. I wasn't watching. I, okay, so this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, I believe I thought you were watching, but I wasn't 100% sure because I, I thought that I did remind you or I might have texted you or called you because I was so excited. Of I was like, because you know this is what like a Tuesday watching ECW yeah, ten o'clock yeah like it's it's not the show it's like the C the the D show really you know behind even TNA and uh, you know so I'm I'm just watching randomly uh, and boom Christian and I'm just like it's I was almost in shock you legitimately <laughs> called me and you said it's Christian and I could hear like this new music in the background I'm yeah. just like no it's not <laughs> so then I turn it and Christian's in the ring with Swagger who was ECW champion at the time oh my goodness and Christian laying his mark on ECW saying he wants to go he's come to ECW to prove himself and in my head I'm like well you already kind of proved yourself yeah but it was it, it was a reason for me to watch ECW which and, I think yeah. was the goal in mind. I agree. And Christian being in ECW, because they still had some reputable names of old ECW. They had Tommy Dreamer. They had experienced vets like Finley. They had... Uh, I think they had uh, maybe Balls Mahoney, I think, maybe yeah, was Ball, still there. William Regal. They William had, Regal was there as well. So They had... You know, they had too many guys lingering from there, but, you know... Uh, a few, a few vets. Uh, a few vets and some new guys like, uh, like you said, Yoshitatsu. They had Zack Ryder before he became. Who yeah. He is. Yeah, but that ECW is what helped him. Mm-hmm. You know, Sheamus as well. Ezekiel Jackson. Yeah. Wow. Just. Yeah. And I Christian agree. was able to put on these very good matches. With they were these very good newcomers. Very good matches. And honestly. it's really hard to. Not only have a match with a newcomer who's not familiar with the audience, but to make it engaging. And Christian was able to do that. Listen, when he captured the ECW title, he really made that into like a respectable third brand. He made it into the workhorse title in a way. I There's two champions that I look at that WWE ECW brand and uh, that I think of like, okay, these guys really... You know, took over, and that's Christian and Matt Hardy. I agree. I feel like the list kind of starts and ends right there. That's not disrespectful to any, you know, prior ECW champion, or but most ECW champion, right? But those guys, especially with with that brand, like they made it work, and they were even looked at in some ways from the regular brands as, you know, big champions because they were. In many ways, the WWE version of ECW was a predecessor to what NXT is today. Yeah, yeah. With a combination of experienced vets with people they're trying to groom for Raw A little bit of everything, yeah. And what this did for Christian, not only was he reintroduced to a new audience, Mm -hmm. because a lot has changed since he he left, like the PG rating, for instance. Yeah. And... They also retconned that him and Edge weren't brothers anymore, which made my, like, 14-year-old brain really <laughs> angry for some reason. Because I'm like, no, they're brothers. Wait till you find out about Kane uh, Undertaker. Oh, uh, what? Oh, no, no nothing. They're, they're doing oh, fine. Okay, yeah, good. That's, all, good. that's yeah. all. One's a mayor right here. Yeah, yeah good family reunion. Yeah, yeah they're good. Uh, yeah. So Christian has his ECW stint, and ECW is discontinuing as a third brand, and now it's going to be replaced by Game Show NXT. Listen to the Nexus episode of how we thought of that. And he gets – it was weird because all ECW stars, it's like, oh, they have open contracts. They could sign with anybody. Christian was a part of Raw. Right. Then the draft happens like two months later. He goes to SmackDown. And he doesn't really do anything of note. He just kind of is 
in where he was prior to leaving. He was, yeah. instead of, he's not a bad guy anymore, he's a good guy. <laughs> and there was some, like, teasing tension between him and Matt Hardy, and this was at the time where they were, Matt was still feeling kind of like the backlash of Jeff leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unfortunate that at this time, because I'm a huge Matt Hardy fan. This is before oh, Broken yeah. Universe, Matt Hardy, too. <laughs> and I always love V1 Matt Hardy. And they didn't really have anything for him. And same with Christian. And then Christian got injured by Alberto Del Rio. Christian came back to fight off Del Rio against Edge because Del Rio was going to face Edge at WrestleMania. Yes. Oh, yeah. And... Wow. And I'm, I wanted to see if you remember this because they advertised this on Raw that this was going to happen. Like, remember they would have an advertisement. And it's like, oh, this Friday on SmackDown or this Thursday on SmackDown. Right. This was yeah, 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 of course. They had the core. Who, oh, God. Core. Who were the tag champs at the time. It's like they're going to defend the titles against World Heavyweight Champion Edge and Christian teaming for the first time in like eight years or something like okay. that. And I'm just like, oh, SmackDown's going to be awesome. I turn on to SmackDown. This match does not happen. Hmm. Why? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> so they advertise it. They, they did this a lot. Like they would advertise a match. Yeah. And then they just wouldn't do it. <laughs> Christian comes back to help Edge against uh, Alberto Del Rio and his henchman Brodus Clay. Hmm. Shout out Tyrus, NWA champion. Absolutely. There you go. Shortly after that, Edge retires. Abruptly. They just had the graphic on the screen saying Edge is announcing his retirement tonight. I remember that actually. Yeah, it's like random raw. And I, I either called you or texted you. I'm just like, what? What angle are they trying to pull here? Because they announced that it was Edge defending the world title against Alberto Del Rio in a ladder match. Yeah. And I was just like, what? And it was so surreal because for the first minute or so. I was like, all right, how are they going to – What's how, the deal? Wh- why are they using this to promote the Extreme Rules match? <laughs> and then it got more and real. more real. Yeah. And it was something I wasn't expecting. I still didn't believe it, to be honest, when he was – even after the promo. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't – I was kind of waiting for, like, the other ball to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> like in WWE, you always have to just – no matter what it is, it's just – it was – It's – we've been – Duped. As WWE fans, we're kind of trained to look down at the rug to make sure it's not going to be pulled out from under <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when something really good happens, you're like, "All right, what's what's going to happen now?" You know, how is it? How is it going to like? Because that that's a good storytelling device. Yeah, usually, 100%. like you you get this hope, and then it's like, "All right, let's move on to the next thing." Like the Actual perfect surprise. example: Daniel Bryan winning the WWE Championship. Then Triple H turning on him, Randy Orton cashing in, and now yep. we have the next program. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm not ready to talk about the authority. I need some time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hated it at the time, too. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was complete BS. Yeah. I was pissed. But, but uh, you know. Yeah. But kudos. We, but Edge retires, and now the ladder match is going to have the vacant World Heavyweight Championship yep. with Christian versus Alberto Rio. And the original plan when Edge was uh, when when Edge was going to defend the title with Alberto Del Rio, he was always going to drop it to Alberto, mm-hmm. probably due to Christian interfering. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the plan was, and this is from ENC's Pod of Awesomeness. I really Ooh. wish it was still uh, still around. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. And Edge was going to face Christian at WrestleMania, where Christian would retire him. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was gonna be Edge's retirement. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like that would what a send off that would be. Very Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, like a little mm-hmm. bit to an extent. Yeah. Ish. But anyway, it's Christian versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is Christian's first world title match. Oh my goodness! I think ever. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he might have had a WWE title shot before. He did. Yes. Against Cena and Jericho at Vengeance. Yes. But not a world. Not a one on one. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was against. Uh, anyway, it's his first world title shot yes. being back in the company. Huge. Huge. And I remember because this was you peak Christian 
fandom. Oh, uh, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers alive. And we were both hoping it's just like, oh, we really hope Alberto doesn't win. I was, oh. And I was on edge. Alberto no got point. drafted the Raw the show before. Yeah. And we were thinking it's just like, all right, then see their world title is going to go on Raw. It's going to go on SmackDown. Yeah. And then Edge distracted Alberto in a Jeep. <laughs> and Christian climbed up, grabbed the title. Bing, bada, boom. Christian is your new world heavyweight champion. And he's crying. Got emotional watching because it's like. Uh, watching this guy finally get his just due. So amazing. And. <laughs> oh, and yeah, so it and, was. And anyways, that doesn't really last for long. And I remember because you were very. This is your period of time where you were very anti-spoiler. I was pissed. This is when you were very anti-spoiler. Like you would not watch the spoilers. I would look at the spoilers because. I, would, I still don't. I, I, would, I would go because that was the show was taped on tuesday i right. usually go out on friday so Made i'm just sense. like i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be home so i might as well see what's going on but for whatever reason i wasn't checking that i'm like all right i'll take his advice i won't look at the spoilers and then you text me and you are angry <laughs> and and you're like you're never going to believe what happened and of course me being the pessimistic i'm like what did christian lose the world headway champion and you're like to randy orton to Randy Orton, <laughs> and you were just angry because Randy, you had a big love hate relationship oh with God. Randy. Here, the Rey Mysterio episode for the first part of your hate, but then Randy <laughs> started winning us over. He was in his big mm. babyface run. He broke away from legacy. legacy yeah, he was he, turning the corner, and then was in the the pose. Yeah, again. doing the pose again. We 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 love the pose. pose come on, yeah. yeah. And Randy Orton beat Christian for the World Heavyweight Championship Queen. on on his first title defense on SmackDown. Even though a lot of people talk about John Cena and CM Punk's feud in 2011, this was the rivalry that I liked the most. And you know why? Because even their matches were excellent. Now, Absolutely, yeah. Now, I will say this. My view, I guess I will say my view, my point of views were a little... Uh, jarred in the, in the past with Orton, it was more so I was completely rooting for Christian in every single match in every single capacity, every single move Randy Orton was doing. I was this this ugh. You know, I remember I just, you bought the uh, Christian shirt, the uh, the blue the one, blue and yellow, the, the blue yellow, oh, the flip the switch beautiful, shirt, beautiful. and and I remember you. They would always have the WWE authentic tag yeah. at the bottom, and you're like. I'm gonna get rid of this tag because <laughs> you thought it was so ugly. I, I still do. I mean, I'd, I'm glad they don't have uh, the tags on the, on the shirt anymore. Nah, yeah. I, I ugh, ruin the shirt. And with Christian, it just kind of felt like his moment got ripped out of his hands, and it felt like it was more for Edge than it was for Christian. It was, it was like to put in, hey, we'll give your buddy a title. Right. It's almost to say like, well, you know. He's the, you know, he's there, you know. So it's why not? Not that, mm -hmm. well, you worked hard, and you know we believe in you, so we're gonna do this. You know, it, it could have been almost anybody in Edge's corner. You know, it could have been like say it was like like Rey Mysterio. You know, mm -hmm. a random wrestler in his corner it would have been him. You know, it's yeah. it was it wasn't it, it was his first title win for sure, but it wasn't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, he he didn't. This man didn't work. All decades, uh, you know, for his whole life, his, literally wrestling his whole life, mm -hmm. to get handed a title because of right. a situation. Like, that's uh, now, that's just kind of despicable. Now, this story was uh, Christian would slowly but surely turn heel, yeah. turn to the dark side because Randy Orton... One more match. Yep, that was the one more match. He became one more match guy. He kept losing the Randy Orton, and he said, oh, I'm getting screwed because there was one where Christian's foot was under on the, the bottom rope, and then, didn't call it. and then the ref didn't call it. There was one where he was just begging for one more match. And I'm going to drop uh, another thing from the ENC pod of awesomeness, brother, brother. So originally, Randy Orton and Christian's feud was going to wrap up at Money in the Bank. Okay. And the opponent that Randy Orton was going to face at SummerSlam was Mark Henry. Ooh. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. So, which adds up because at Night of Champions, Randy Orton defended it against Mark Henry. Okay. But the one of the house shows before, Christian and Randy Orton had a banger of a match. Okay. And I think he said Michael Hayes came up to him. It's like, wow, that match was amazing. They they actually thought the title was going to change hands the night before a pay-per-view or something. Wow. That's huge. And Good so we get some money in the bank. And if and the stipulation is if Randy Orton is disqualified, Christian wins the title. So Christian's begging off, he's begging off. He spits in Randy Orton's face. I like this moment because you hear Booker on commentary just go, Oh my god. <laughs> and his classic and Booker. Randy way. is furious. Say what you will about Randy Orton. He plays pissed off better than most people <laughs> i don't even know if he plays it i think, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes he just is oh remember his ied oh i remember that yeah. oh yeah his, oh, I, yeah. his ied kicked yeah. in for the storyline absolutely just and then <laughs> randy just kicks him right in the balls right in the and groin. you hear heel michael cole saying is this what i think it means <laughs> and christian wins the title he's raising it he doesn't know where he is and randy orton just rkos him like three times like on the <laughs> announcer of, table out of spite yeah. yeah, he all over, yeah. And this World Heavyweight Championship reign would be longer, but not by much. Yeah. Christian I mean, I drops it to uh, Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Again. Becomes the one more match guy. Again. And that's kind of, he would win another Intercontinental Championship, but that was kind of him before yeah. he retired the uh, first time. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He kind of just. He silently retired, and it, it was. He kind of just went away. He, I and, like an and I remember we would talk about this occasionally, saying, is Christian ever coming back? Is he ever going to get cleared? But apparently he failed, like, a uh, concussion test, or they want to clear him due to his concussion history. Yeah, I thought he was done. Yeah. I thought he was done. And then whole... Edge came back, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of different because that's with the neck. And then Christian came back. Believe it or not, yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow, Christian's back. <laughs> it took him it took him a while. It took him a while. And he didn't. Resigned with WWE. Yeah. He signed with AEW. Another jump. Another jump. Now, you didn't think Christian was coming back, right? Right. So uh, I thought he was, you know, his career was kind of maybe he'd do like a one more match type of thing. But, you know, I thought he was going to about to transition to an agent, all that, you know, a trainer or whatever. Technically, he did come back in the pandemic area. Era, era against uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, I, but yes, would, you're right. Yeah, and but still, I wasn't convinced. Still, yeah, you know. Yeah, because at that time it was still on something called the No Touch List, and that was what geared him to get checked out and get and, cleared again. Right. And he got cl- his clearance around September when he was he had a bit part in Night of Champions when it was Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre because Randy Orton was back on his Legend Killer Revenge Tour. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Good times. And Christian said he signed with AEW over WWE because there wasn't any set plans for him. Can you blame him? And this was during the... Uh, it's a new regime era creatively there. Right. Sure. Sure. And... Unfortunately, it's one of those things where, you, again, you look at Edge and you look at Christian, and again, it goes to who would be more marketable. Yeah. Because Christian uh, Christian was in really good shape at this point, and so was Edge, really good shape. But you see Edge, who is going to play Ares in a Disney Plus show, <laughs> and you see Christian, who is, uh, it's it's Christian. <laughs> yeah, I well, when you put it like that, it, it kind of spells the whole story right there. I mm-hmm. mean, unfortunately. Christian being an AEW is a great fit in my opinion. It's the it's that uh breath of fresh air that I think AEW and Christian needed. AEW gets the rap of just being about the matches and not about the story, which I can see. Yeah. But with Christian, he's a perfect fusion of both who still puts on quality matches and can tell wonderful stories. 
right now in AEW, as time of this recording, he's feuding with Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Just a turn. And he was a very despicable heel during that entire time. And I love this, how he gets heat now. You know how he gets heat? And this is not promo. This has to do with his look. I'm not sure if you've been keeping up to date with AEW. Ooh, tell me. He wears a turtleneck with a suit jacket on. <laughs> and everyone's like, he's wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> I'm just like, that's how he gets heat? Because, just I like, mean... Just like the simplest things like that, you know? That's kind of like old school heat a little bit, you know? Where you kind of just like, as an announcer or anything, you kind of just pick up on something like... Yeah. You know, you're like, he's doing that? Like, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. and then you go with it because it works. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to put you kind of on the spot right now. Okay. Remember WWE and TNA had that weird deal where they let Ric Flair in the Hall of Fame? I was, I was going to talk about that earlier. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then he yeah. came on to, was it uh, Bound for Glory? Uh, so, Slammiversary. Slammiversary? Okay. Yeah. Like So, uh, anyway, if the, you guys don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this so, is all inside our heads right oh, now. Oh, yeah. man. Go, go ahead. So, Just... anyway, WWE wanted Ric Flair for the Hall of Fame to induct the Four Horsemen, the group from WCW. Mm-hmm. Legends. So, it was kind of like a be good of all right we'll give you rick flair if down the line you'll give us a wwe star when negotiating this uh, deal yeah. deal apparently this is comes from bruce pritchard's okay. podcast so you could take it for what it was worth you could take his word or not the terms were no rock no cena okay well and bruce was upset that they didn't bid for like a higher star yeah. to get, and instead they just got Christian, <laughs> which I was like, ah. But I'm just Christian was the perfect person to be there, and Christian after the fact said it was a really weird feeling yeah. to be back there because he was Intercontinental Champion at the time too, and he left kind of you know, mm-hmm. kind of not. Not saying the best terms, but not in the worst terms, obviously. It was a little... It, it was just like, we're, we're, I'm going back to WWE. Right, no almost like a feelings. mutual thing Yeah. You know? And I'm not sure if he said he was kind of insulted, but it's like he was kind of used as like a bargaining chip. Well, I mean, kind of. And how <laughs> does that make you feel at, in your place at the company at the time? I mean, if you're a Christian, you know, you're an intercontinental champion, you kind of have to just almost bite the bullet i feel like you know you're there you come back and you have to just at this point just avoid any unnecessary you know bs and just focus on yourself and at the same time when you're live in a tna show you have to and you're contracted to wwe you have to make sure you're very careful with your words oh yeah oh yeah but what's good about him is that when he even when he he did that appearance uh he managed to turn it on to Christian Cage and you saw it you know the difference between Christian Cage and Christian there was a funny bit where he's like he's in the middle of his promo and he's like wait a minute one two three yep. four looks like the rings changed since <laughs> I've been gone you know because <laughs> yeah. the TNA always had the six-sided ring and now it's uh, four-sided top three Christian Christian Cage matches so so there was that uh again this might have been just a random that stuck out to me at least. A random uh, TNA TV show, him versus one on one versus AJ Styles. If I can find the video, I need to. I'll definitely send that. Send that to you. I remember watching it, and just like, just getting up and like, yo, this is amazing. Oh. Wow. Like, I mean, Christian, like Christian matches in TNA were kind of, you know, they were ten times better than WWE matches. Now, obviously. The style was different. The ring was different. Mm-hmm. You know, time was different as well. So, so you know, we're gonna take that into account. But right. uh, I have to say that one is probably one of mine. <sighs> see another Christian. See, like it's. I'm not gonna put his world title match, his world, his uh ladder match in there. Mm-hmm. That's like, a, like an honorable mention because okay. he is Christian. Is you know, I would say. I don't know. Maybe my. I don't know if he's my favorite wrestler alive today, but he's. He's never really stopped, you know. Once I got onto that Christian bandwagon, when he when he came back from uh, ECW, or he you, came back, you were from, consistently on. Yeah, the Christian. Like I, I've never seen you uh, go to a different bandwagon. No, yeah, that's my guy. 
it's like I say, like kind of like being a Dolph Ziggler fan. It's like being a Met fan in a lot of ways. Yeah, once you get your team, yeah. you know, in some ways, you almost have to like stick by them. Like, Th- through the good and the bad, you, that's that's what you do. That's that's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah. I kind of already touched on this earlier, but I would say uh, just because of where I was as a wrestling fan, you know, that, that Christian, Chris Jericho storyline, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 20, I want to say, uh, that was just... Because I was... I don't know how old I was, but just being new into the wrestling world, I think I became a fan in like '04. So that was wrestling twenty, or yeah, wrestling twenty was my first real WrestleMania as a fan. Yeah, I remember you got the DVD and so. Oh, I still had the DVD. Absolutely, yeah. still had that one <laughs> WrestleMania. I think I had like the, like maybe the first twenty one and twenty two. I think I have as well. But as far as, so yeah, I mean that match in WrestleMania, I just between like his snarkiness the whole like you know used to be his best friend CLB. and then yeah the C all right the CLB yeah. and and I maybe was, again this was I was a young kid but not not seeing Trish Stratus uh, swerve mm. to cost Jericho the match yeah. and then like the kiss at the end was like the little oh boy right exactly all different you know different yeah. uh different ratings so like it was a little you know a little different um and honestly I think my f- I don't want to say it because it almost sounds cliche about the, this last match. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you have to go, like, the old Christian, Edge, Hardy Boys. The, <laughs> I mean, Team 3D, TLC. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, that's that's a legendary match. Yeah, it, It's like, the reason why a lot of matches happen today and a lot of why people are in the business today. I mean, all, Hall of Famers, all, a whole match full of Hall of Famers. It's a Hall of Fame match. Yeah. If you really want to, you know, break it down to what it, what it really is, mm-hmm. like that match is, oh, yeah, just it's always stood out for me in, in my mind. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a couple of mine. So I don't Let's know why I remember this match vividly. It's an episode of ECW. Okay. And remember bragging rights. Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> so Chris Jericho was on ECW, so he could recruit ECW stars to his SmackDown team, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Christian challenged him to a match on ECW. And I don't know why. I just remember really liking that match. I haven't watched it back since I probably first watched it, but I remember really enjoying because Jericho was my guy. Yeah, I, I do remember suit, that suit Jericho. Yeah, like, yeah, that is peak Jericho. Oof, oof different type of and christian won clean and i'm like oh that's a nice surprise christian getting went over a big star a really big star yeah something like chris jericho yeah and another one is uh, a live tna event i went to it was kurt angle defending the tna championship against christian and they went out there for 20 minutes and tore the house yeah? wow. down let's see that's I believe that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just what they do. It's, those two guys, like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the the amount of amazing matches they put on inside of TNA Ring. Like, it's yeah. and when we've seen them both live, yeah, and uh, we see we see them on pay per view everywhere. So and I'm gonna hit you with this uh, last one because we were actually there live for it. Okay, it was Christian defending the ECW title against Tommy Dreamer in an Extreme Rules match. I, you know what, I do remember that match. Wow, now, yeah. yeah. And remember, Christian came out with the car door, and he's doing like, the peep, <laughs> he's doing the peep like sign, and then we everyone in our row was chanting, "Use the car door, use the car door." And the finish was Christian hitting the um, prettier or kill switch uh-huh, on Dreamer on, on the, the car, car door. door. Yep. And then I remember because his theme wasn't released at this point, we were just kind of trying to record his theme as yeah. it was playing. You hear how how old? we sound right yeah. now <laughs> just so you guys know and yeah. then i think my favorite christian match is the finale between him and randy Orton that no holds barred match for the world heavyweight championship it was just a perfect way to captivate it yeah ca- like cap the feud i know they had like a cage match after but that's sure. what i feel like is their magnum opus of this storyline which was my favorite storyline of the See, year. yeah i may have to go back and watch that christian match then the no holds barred match yeah it's on youtube it's on all right, well, I guess I know what I got to do after this. Yep. Uh, all right, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, DFD, <laughs> are you still going to be DFD right now? As of, uh, I guess, today, if uh, anybody cares to follow my life, I will be underscore D Shea and whatever 
platforms that are out there. Not many out there, but enjoy. Just go to every platform. <laughs> Except MySpace, unfortunately. Mm, R.I.P. Didn't make it. Nope. All right. You can follow me at retoldrichie at Twitter. You could follow me at one true Richie on the TikTok. You could follow me at retold Richie Mars on Instagram, and you could listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and many more. Thank you, guys. I, of course, am Richie Mars. He is FD officially. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you.